Good morning. Good morning. Is it on? Oh, I couldn't hear it was on. Good morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. Welcome to our Facebook family as we are uh, live streaming today. Um, we welcome you in the name of the Lord, and we are so happy that you have um, joined us. Whatever that looks like to you, thank you for joining us, and we are glad that you are here today. We are going to pray, because I need to pray. So, we are going to pray, and we are going to ask God to uh, bless my scatterbrain this morning and um, help me to focus. So, I don't know if y'all need it, but I do. So, let's pray. Father, as we thank you for this day. We simply pause and we say thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you that you are God. Thank you that we are here to worship, that we are here to meet as a family, that we are here to bless your holy name. God, we pray for those who are not here this morning, and we pray for all that's going on in our countries, I would be remiss not to mention that this morning. God, we uh, stand with our brothers and sisters around the world as terrible, terrible things are taking place right now. Father, we pray for protection over them. We pray for mothers' and fathers' hearts who have children at war. God, we know that you are big enough to handle all of our cares and all of our sorrows and all of our worries, and we say thank you for that. As we take these next few moments to bless your name, we pray that it's a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen. Our call to worship this morning comes from the book of Psalm. It's found in Psalm, and I'll be reading Psalm chapter 99. And I will be reading from the NIV, the New International Version. Psalm 99. And the word of the Lord says this. The Lord reigns. Let the nations tremble. He sits enthroned between the cherubim. Let the earth shake. Great is the Lord in Zion. He is exalted over all the nations. Let them praise your great and awesome name. He is holy. The king is mighty. He loves justice. You have established equity. In Jacob, you have done what is just and right. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel was among those who called on his name. They called on the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them from the pillar of cloud. They kept his statues and the decrees he gave them. 
O Lord our God, you answered them. You were to Israel a forgiving God, though you punished their misdeeds. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Amen. The Lord our God is holy. The song that we're going to be singing this morning is called A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Will you join us as we sing A Mighty Fortress is Our God? No thanks to them abide. No thanks to the 
spirit and the gifts are ours through him who with us sighed let good time can get doxology let's uh, just ask uh, God to bless the offering and bless uh, our time Father please uh, we come to you right now and we ask you to bless this offering Father to build uh, your kingdom here on this earth Father we uh, thank you for all your blessings and all you do for us and we ask this all in Jesus name Amen and please, if you're able, to stand for the doxology. Praise God.
receive. our time of prayer. I know that everyone knows what's uh, going on across the, across the seas in the other countries, um, how war has broke out in Ukraine. And uh, we definitely need to remember our brothers and sisters in Christ and the people over there that are fighting um, for their lives. Um, we need to uh, keep them in our prayers that they'll be safe. Um, and that uh, God's will will be done. Um, but does anyone here have any prayer requests that they'd like to lift up? Well, I had a phone call yesterday, and someone I've known for years, and had a church for them. And um, I believe they could be that they passed over it. And uh, Any other prayer requests? I'd ask that uh, everyone remember Kay, and uh, she's still in uh, the nursing home uh, recovering and um, getting her strength back. So please uh, continue to pray for Kay. Be with Tom as well as they are apart. Any other prayer requests? No. Please uh, bow your heads and join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for another day. I thank you, uh, Father, for the sun outside. Father, I pray for those that are here, uh, that you'll bless their hearts and that you'll give them a closer walk with you. Father, for those that are not here for whatever reason, I ask you to be with them as well. Father, we, uh, we lift up our uh, prayers, Lord, um, for our brothers and sisters in U Ukraine. Um, Father, you know the situation. You know all that's going on. Father, we just ask you to uh, put your arms around them and keep them safe. That this time that they can feel your presence in their lives um, as they fight um, for freedom, for their life. And Father, uh, Lord, I just ask you in these troubled times, Lord, to make yourself known. 
that people will see you even in their darkest moments. Father, I do pray for Elizabeth's friend that's over there, especially that you'll be with her friend and keep them safe. Father, I pray for Lorraine's uh, friend that uh, had COVID and still battling it to this day, Lord. We talk about wars and diseases, and Father, it's just a fulfillment of your word. But Father, we do ask that uh, you'll protect and that you'll heal. And Father, that your will will be done in each of our lives. Father, I ask you to be with Kay as she's still recovering in the nursing home. Uh, give her the strength that she needs, Lord, to endure the recovery, to uh, get better, to continue. And we give you praise and honor for all that you've done already. Father, we ask you to be with Tom, Lord, as uh, he is away from his wife uh, more than he would like and misses her. And Father, I just ask that you will give him the strength he needs as well. Lord, I ask you to uh, be with uh, the family of the family and friends of the sheriff of Jefferson County um, as they have a great loss in their hearts. Father, as they, as a father uh, passes away, Lord, I know the pain of a parent leaving. And Lord, I just ask that you'll be with their family and friends, that you will touch their hearts and give them comfort at this time and in the days to come. Lord, I just ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have uh, one more song. It's called No Longer Slaves. Um, so please uh, listen to the words and uh, let it speak to your hearts. And, uh, and then we will uh, go from there.
Scripture reading today comes from Second Chronicle or Corinthians. It was Second Chronicles uh, yesterday or the other day at our office or councils. So uh, have that still in my mind, I guess. But it's Second Corinthians, chapter three, starting in verse twelve, going to chapter four, verse two, and it will be on the screen. Once again, it's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 12, going to chapter 4, verse 2. And the words of God, word of God says this. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it while the radiance was fading away. But their minds were dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who are, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into the likeness when ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me, who is the Spirit. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Amen. Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to be with us now. Father, help us to clear our hearts and our minds. Let us lay down at your feet whatever is weighing on our hearts, whatever we're worrying about or thinking about, Lord. Help us to just... Put that on pause, that we will look to your word and to see what you have for us. Father, I just ask that you help me to step aside and to, that you use me, Father, for your word. And I ask this all in Jesus' name, amen. So 
So as you know, the, uh, this time of season, we're getting ready to start the Lent season. And some of my sermon down there. Thank you. So next week starts the Lent season of Lent. Lent is a time when people give up something to get closer to God. People pray more. They read their Bibles more. It is a time to search oneself to really check one's self-condition with God. Some people might ask themselves some of these questions. Do I follow Jesus the way I should? Is there more I could do for the Lord? What is keeping me from serving the Lord better? Well, whatever you ask yourself or however you look at it, this time of year is when you draw closer to God. Well, that is next week. So make sure you come back for that. This week, we are going to talk about something that um, we will look at and think yuck sometimes. And I say that because when we think about what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about uh, rules. Um, when, you, when they talk about Moses how in our passage they talked about when Moses is read. I hope that you realize, and if you don't, what he's talking about is the Ten Commandments and the times when God gave them the Ten Commandments. And we, we know the story how he went up to the mountain and he came down and he gave the Ten Commandments to the people. So we're going to talk a little bit about the rules and, you know, people don't like rules. And then we're also going to talk about um, the truth. Now the truth, sometimes we like the truth, sometimes we don't like the truth. It depends on uh, what the truth is. But the one good thing about the truth is it never changes. And we're going to talk about the true truth, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible says that he is the same today and forevermore. And we need to uh, realize that, that the truth is what sets us free. The truth is something that we can hold on to and we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that it is true. It is not, it's right, it is good. Like I said, sometimes truth hurts because of how we have put our lives, but to know that truth will set us free is a blessing. So we're going to look at our first part here in verse 17. It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So our first part of this, our bottom line, some preachers would say, is the truth is freeing and transforming. And I want you to keep that in your mind is the truth is transforming and freeing. Because it is. Um, even if we don't want to see the truth sometimes, it's still freeing and it's transforming. 
In the Old Testament, we know that God chose Moses to lead his people out of slavery. We know that he made it possible that his mother was able to put him in a basket. He flowed down the river, and he was found by the Pharaoh's uh, wife. And you know, it's so many, so many things happened in Moses' life that God oversaw and that God made sure he was safe. And he grew Moses to where he had the faith and the strength to do what God has asked him to do. We know that uh, Moses heard God's voice many times. Um, I think one of the first times was the burning bush. And, you know, just to even see that part, you know, to, to hear and see a burning bush that's not burning up, but to be called over to, to be spoken to through a burning bush. But see, Moses, many times throughout his uh, leadership, he met with God. And we spoke a little bit about it already. The time where Moses went up on the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments, to see, to receive what God had. Now, you would think that he only did this once, but he didn't. Because Moses came down, and he saw what all the people were doing, and he was so distraught and angry, he broke the tablets that God had given him. So, after all that, after being in the presence of the Lord, after speaking with the Lord, you know, spending time with him and God, you know, giving direction for his people, for him to lead the people. Moses was, he was, you know, in awe of all this. And then he comes down and it's like instantly. I can just see, you know, when, like when our kids are doing something we don't like and we were, we're all happy, we, you know, everything's going good. And then all of a sudden you, you come into the room and you're like, what had just happened? That maybe the, you know, you just got done cleaning the house, and the kids had just, when you left the room, they came in and they just tore everything up, and you know, there's, you know, toys everywhere or whatever, you know, and you're just like, your jaw drops, and you're like, I just had this clean. What happened? I can imagine that's how Moses sort of felt when he saw what the people were doing that they just were out of slavery. They were just worshiping God, but then when he left to go and get what God had for them, he comes back and sees the people have already turned their backs against him, already given up, so he's angry. And he takes his anger out the wrong way, and he busts the tablets. So then he goes back up to the mountain, to uh, be with God, and this time God makes him chisel out the uh, Ten Commandments. And uh, so I imagine, you know, this way he's like, all right, so now, you know, I gave them to you before. This time you're, you're going you're gonna to know what it means to, to do this. But I can imagine now that God has to tell Moses and instruct him on how and what he wants, that the fact is, is, now God is going to describe more, which we know he does. Um, we talk about it in this one passage in Exodus where 
he describes what must happen for the people to live a correct life, to be with the Lord. And God tells them and says, you know, multiple times. And you know, we think of Lent and we think of what it is and we know it's a 40-day period where Jesus was wandering in the uh, desert in the wilderness. We call it desert sometimes, but wilderness. And he was tempted by the devil. Well, it's interesting to find out that Moses was actually on the mountain for 40 days with God while he was giving him the Ten Commandments again. How he was describing what needed to happen, what needed to, what the people needed to do. And they talked about it, and some of it was where Moses would have to go to God and would bring sacrifices to the Lord. And then eventually the high priest will, the Levites. And so we see that, you know, this is the old way of how uh, the people had to stay right with the Lord. But when Moses came down, this is what I want you to see, what we've talked about here. When Moses came down off the mountain, his face was shining from the glory of the Lord. Because of being in the presence of the Lord had changed Moses' face. Because it was shining with the glory of God. And when he came down, the people were frightened. They didn't know what to think. They were just like, what and so actually, it says that he had, the people had went away and that Moses had to call Aaron and the Levites and those to come back and he had to talk with them and then after they met, then the people, the Israelites came back. But Moses decided when he was with the people, he would put a veil over his face to shine, to hide the glory of the Lord so that it wouldn't scare them. And then when he'd go and meet with the Lord, he'd take the veil off and he would have that openness with the Lord. When we look at the truth, the truth, sometimes we can hide the truth and we can, we can say and try to, and it might even sound true to people, but the truth is what sets us free. And as I said, the truth that we're looking at today is Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus, when he came and he died on the cross, he tore the veil in half, and there was nothing hindering, hiding us from him and God. There was nothing between us. And that's how God wants it, is to be open and free. It's important to know that we teach our kids. One time I was, we were in a store, and we were, it was a Walmart, I do believe, and we were shopping. And then when we got to the van, I was unloading the kids, and Angie, Captain Angie likes to just get in the van, and I unload the cart usually. Nowadays, Joseph will help me because he's a little stronger. But when he was younger, um, and Elizabeth helps too, but when, uh, when they were younger, they all got in the van. And one time, I noticed I was unloading, and I noticed some candy. And I was like, okay, where'd this come from? I don't remember paying for it. 
And so after unloading the van, the cart into the van, I looked in there and I said, so where did this candy come from? And they just gave me this blank stare like, what are you talking about? I, I don't know. And then they could see I was getting angrier and angrier. And uh, they, they finally, uh, they, they raised their hand who did it. And I said, all right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go in and we're going to pay for this candy. And you can have it, but we have to go back in to the store and we're going to pay for it. And then you can have it. And so they're thinking, whew, you're kidding. That's, that's the worst thing that happened. You know, I, you know, I wanted this candy so bad I didn't have the money for it and I put it, tried sneaking it out, and we got out of the store, you know, and, you know, with Walmart, they have all those beepers that beep, beep, beep. Well, we made it out, nothing. And, uh, but, but the object is, is the truth, and that's what we try to instill in our kids is the truth will set you free. You know, no matter how bad it is, as long as you're truthful and you tell the truth, then, you know, you might not always be rewarded, but at least it will set you free. So now we see that the truth is freeing, and we're going to look into the truth being transforming. If you look at verse 18 of our passage today in 2 Corinthians, it says, And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So sometimes, as we said in the past, uh, we always, we're people and creatures that we want to see to believe. You know, and it's hard for us to imagine the Spirit and to see the Spirit, because you can't see the Spirit, you can see the effects of the Spirit, but you can't so much see the Spirit. And it's hard for us to see that transforming of the Spirit and to realize that. And if we look at this one passage in Luke chapter 9, verses 28 to 36, it says this. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up to the onto a mountain to pray. As he pray, was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, pair, appeared in glorious splendor. Talking with Jesus, they spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom, whom I have chosen. 
listened to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. So this passage describes a time where uh, Jesus decided to take uh, three of his disciples, the closest ones to him, and he took them up to be part of something that was amazing. You know, we talk about Jesus' ministry and all that he did, and it is amazing, all the things he did. But this part, they didn't understand because they couldn't wrap their minds around seeing Jesus in the form of the Spirit, along with Moses and Elijah. But when we think about this, they didn't understand it. We think about back to our story with Moses when he came down off the mountain from being in the presence of God. His face was shining. Moses saw God and spent much time with him that God's glory was shining off of Moses. When Moses came down, as I said, the people were afraid and they didn't understand. So we see time and time again, no matter what, whether it was Moses and the Israelites or the disciples and Jesus when they were there, they didn't understand the form of spirit. But Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this, I, urge, I therefore urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to, be, to test and approve that God's will is His good, pleasing, and perfect will. The truth is, is if we don't have God's life in us, then we're not going to understand the Word of God. You know, we think about the, the Ten Commandments. It wasn't to totally chastise us it wasn't it wasn't to just point out what we're doing wrong but it was to help us to have a life with Jesus it was to help us to where we would be able to have that relationship again with God the truth is freeing and it's transforming so therefore since through God's mercy we have the mis this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. It is important that we do what God has asked us to do. It is important that we don't try to twist God's word. We, it's important we don't change it. We need to teach it, to preach it, and to live out the word of God in our lives in the plain sight of the whole world. You know, that's what God has called us to do. That's what God has uh, set the truth out to free us to do and to transform us. 
We will be transformed. Jesus says, in the twinkling of an eye when he comes back, we'll be transformed in his likeness. To do that, we have to be right and ready with God. So I hope that today you will look to God and you will look to the truth so that you can have freedom and that you can have a transformed life. We're going to listen to a song. Um, it's called uh, Truth Be Told by Matthew West. I want you to listen to the words and to take this time to just uh, worship.